At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Please welcome your CEO coach. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom-built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, set up to staffing, the CEO Coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management, and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO Coach, Jillian Musick. And welcome to CEO Coach this Monday morning. You'll find me in Seattle, Washington today. I'm going to be on my own today. I'm going to talk to you about talking to your customers, talking to the key customers in particular. In our case at uh, Moz, that would be enterprise customers, the largest folks you've got. So take a look today at your list of clients. Segment them into those who are most profitable as opposed to those who might spend the most amount of money with you. Right? There are two different ways to segment clients, and I do want you to do both of them. Make a list of the folks who send you the most money every month. Those are easy. You figure it out. That guy sends me you know, 20000 bucks, and this guy sends me 3 bucks. We've got this one, right? But the second one is a little more complex. It's about finding out which customers give you the most profit. So profit margin is easy if you have a product and if you know that somebody's buying something in which you have a higher markup, good to go. That's easy. But if you're doing consulting, you have to be a lot more careful. Often when we do consulting work, we can charge either by the hour, by the project, which is much more common, or we fudge by the hour to be by the project and uh, and give away some free time. And the third one is uh, as a revenue-based project. 
any of the above, you really want to see which ones are bringing you the most money. If you're really charging by the hour and you really do stick to the hours, again, this is easy. If you charge the same amount per person, all it is is more hours, no big deal. But the second one becomes more interesting, charging by the project. Keeping track of what you really spend to serve a customer is far more important now. Because you don't really know if it took you 10 hours, 20 hours, or even 30 hours unless you get totally anal about tracking projects. I'm going to ask you to track projects for a month. Get really tight on those numbers and figure out what it really takes you to uh, provide that service. That way you'll find out that one or two or maybe three or four of your clients are easy to get along with, easily understood, and you can get a lot more profit from them for a tremendous amount of work. These are usually uh, the folks that you intuitively feel the best about already. You probably know that you've had some wins with them. They are happy. You are happy. You're proud of the work you do. If you had to speak publicly, you could make a case study about them. You should make a case study about the things you're doing, even if you are not able to speak about the customer or the company itself. Think about that parenthetically, and we'll talk about that in another show. In the meantime, though, what you'll have determined is the uh, top, I don't know, 2, 4, 6, 20, whatever it is, depending on the size of your company, customers who are bringing you the most gross profit. Then you go on to the next piece and you say, all right, I don't even charge by the job. I charge as a rev share thing and I do consulting. If you're doing that and you're taking a revenue share, you once again want to figure out not just what has the highest margin per product piece, but the balance then of how much you sell of this, how much time it takes you to do so, how much effort, how many returns, whatever it is, all of the factors that will come together and say, yeah, there's my gross margin, and that's the item that brings me money. That's the client that does it. So once you have that, you should have a short list that you can boil down to somewhere between 3 and maybe 30 or even 40 clients, depending on the size of your company and what you're selling, how you're selling and all of that, that would be your top, what we would call, enterprise size clients. These are the guys who are not just spending the most money with you, but making you the most money. You want more of those guys and you want less of the other ones. This particular exercise is worth an entire month of your time, even if you're very, very small and just starting out. And the reason is you will learn as early as humanly possible and not have to wait for years to figure this out, right, losing money along the way, which kind of client makes you the most money, is the most satisfying, and enables you to grow to the next level. Now, that grow to the next level is the critical piece here. Today, we're going to talk about how to talk to your key customers, who to choose, how and where to do it, and how long it takes to do it, as well as the questions you want to ask them. I can tell you right off what the answers are that you're looking for. You want to know what's wrong, what doesn't work. In other words, what you put into triage. It's a little bit like listening to social media. If you've listened to some of the programs that have come before this, you'll realize some of these are the same questions and answers that you're going to get. What goes into triage? What needs to be fixed now? The second question you want to find or answer you're looking for is, what do you want me to build next? What goes into R&D? 
if you're thinking that you have a roadmap of what you're going to build next, it's probably based on what you built before. It's based an awful lot on internal conversation about what you could build and what you could do. I know certainly over here at SEO Moz, we do the same thing. Engineering speaks to what we're building next and marketing speaks to what we're building next. The interesting piece about marketing is it will let engineering know that although you can build it and it sure looks cool and we think it's cool, most of the customers don't. That's an important issue. The next, and we're going to talk a little bit about how to deal with that too, uh, about whether customers know they want something yet. But what you're looking for now is a customer conversation that says, what do I build next? What goes into R&D? And then the final piece is, what do I have to message better? What you're asking them is, what works and what doesn't? And if they keep coming back with you with, gee, I wish we could, and your answer is, you can, then you haven't messaged it well enough. So those are the things we'll be looking at. We're going to take a quick break here at CEO Coach. When we come back, we're going to delve deeply into how to get a hold of these customers, where to have the conversations, how long it takes to get answers from them, and how you get those answers and put them into action so you can grow your company. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Blog, blog, blog. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're the talk of the town. WebmasterRadio.fm. 
Thanks for listening. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And welcome back. We're talking about talking to your key customers, finding out what they want to buy from you and how much they want to pay. How do you get this information? You want to find out what works for them, what doesn't work for them, what they wish they could do with your stuff already. And parenthetically, along the line, you will find out what the value of this stuff is to them, and that will tell you how much they're willing to pay. So if you're a sole proprietor, go find your top three clients. If you're a partnership, choose six of them. Two, you know, Each of you take three. That's easy. Okay, but after that... ID the top 10, 5, 2, 1%, whatever it is, depending on the size of your company. Obviously, if you're serving half a million people, top 1% is a significant sum already. If you're not, if you only have, I don't know, 20 clients, then the top 2% or 5% makes sense. You'll figure it out. Not a big deal here. All right. Once you've ID'd those targets... Either email them or call them, depending on their communication preferences, not depending on yours. And I sure hope you folks have figured that out already. You should have a relationship with your highest paying clients that is tight enough that you understand how they want to be messaged. Some folks just respond to email, and some folks prefer it if you pick up the phone. You talk to them the way they want to be talked to, not your preference. Often we find our own preferences get in the way, so be careful about that. When you get on the horn, tell them you'd like to take them to lunch, talk to them about how they're using your product, what you can build for them next, uh, what you can improve, and so on. Pretty straightforward. It is exactly what you're going to do. You can decide to take them to lunch. You can have a beer with them. You can have them come to your office and hang out, but that becomes a little more formal and almost looks like a focus group, and they get a little weird about it. So I'm going to suggest you don't bring them into your office. Right? Meet on neutral ground. If you go and talk to them at their office, that's fine, especially if they're using something like software or product in base, whatever it is, a B2B kind of thing. Right? Go find out what it is that they're doing with your product. If you're doing a B2C and you've got somebody who's buying in wholesale quantities, now you have a B2B customer, that's going to be one of your enterprise customers. Again, try to go and visit everything from their warehouse to their shipping to who knows what, uh, whatever it takes. Okay, Go see your stuff in action. Walk around with them and talk about it while they're operating it or they're own people are operating, whatever it is, you'll know how to do this. Then take them off-site and have a nice long talk with them. If all else fails and you're unable to do that because you can't get to wherever they are, right? they're too far away, the plane ride's too expensive, who knows what. You can meet in neutral space such as at a conference. If you know that's going to happen, you can encourage them to attend the same conference you're going to anyway, and you can set up an appointment to take them to lunch, dinner, whatever. Or, once again, if all else fails, get on the horn. I prefer Skype with video. If they'll do it and they'll give you a visual look at their face while they're talking to you, it's pretty darn good stuff. You will get more information than you could possibly get from a straight phone call. So that's how you get a hold of them. Now, let's assume that you can do a face-to-face. You found yourself a quiet place to go have dinner. You can talk to them alone or maybe one or two together if you're at a conference, right, as long as they're not competing already. 
and you begin the conversation usually, since they're your biggest customers, by having them tell you how much they love your company. Oh, cool. You know, and how much they love your product. Oh, cool. That's not the info you're after. It's very nice, but it sometimes takes about an hour or an hour and a half to get down to the nitty-gritty. Sometimes they're fairly well prepared, and they show up, and they have a couple of issues right away, and you dig in quickly. That's okay. You do want to find out what's working for them because this will speak to your marketing uh, material to get the next guy to do the same thing, right? Customer A loves it because essentially it's a testimonial, but it also tells you on about how people are using your product, why they think it's good, and why it's valuable to them, right? I love it is really translated to this product or service brings me value, so think about that in terms of value propositions. It helps you with your future marketing messaging. Make sure it's congruent to exactly what your customers are saying. Often you'll be surprised that you're selling it based on a particular unique selling proposition and people are buying it for a completely different purpose. Like, yeah, 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 but really, it is valuable, but it's nothing to do with what you guys are talking about. Wow, you'd like to know that. All right, so when they're happy, you want to know that stuff. And when they have issues, of course, you want to write this stuff down. You want to make sure that you're acknowledging every single one and repeating it back so you're sure you've, one, got it right, and they know you've got it right. Part two, they know you've got it right, is even more critical than you got it right just at the moment. Later, it's critical that you got it right, too. All right. Bring this stuff back to the office. You want to take literally, as I said, between one and a half and two hours before you get into the nitty-gritty of what goes well, what doesn't, and the killer piece, what do I wish I could do? When you get into the what do I wish I could do, you're thinking about things like, well, what do you wish my product or service or software or whatever it is widget could do for you? And even more, not even thinking about my widget. I wish there were an XYZ thing. It would be surprising, perhaps, to you to find out that you could build a one of those. It isn't directly related to what you're building today, or you could source it, or you could buy a company that does it. Right? All of those things are possible. And here's this guy telling you that he wants to do it. If one guy tells you he wants something, whether it's a feature, an improvement, a, a new service or product, that's interesting. When three out of three tell you, then it's time to go to the next three on your list and see if five out of six will tell you the same. Right? If 50 out of uh, 100 are telling you, then it's time to go to the next you know, 150 and find out if even more will say the same. When you have a large volume of people telling you they either want a new feature, product, improvement, whatever it is, this is the stuff going into R&D. This is the meat of it. This is the stuff you came to hear. Right? It gives you an edge over every competitor you've got, even if you're a sole proprietor doing social media consulting, it will give you an edge if you know what your key customers are talking about, what they require in terms of their general marketing goals, having nothing to do with what they hired you for. All right, we're talking about a much broader picture, their total marketing picture, and you just do, I don't know, search or social media or something. All right? you can get a much larger piece of their pie and have a greater understanding of how you fit into their pie, even if you don't want to expand your service module, if you listen to what it is they're trying to achieve. All right? 
So think about that, about where your company is going to be headed in terms of product development or service development and in terms of pivoting. One of the killer things you're going to come back with is a list of things that may no longer be functioning for your clients. Right? If you really get deep into the discussion and a client has told you that they're interested in, I don't know, a third of your products and they're all excited about it. They've got another third where there are problems and issues, but they're hoping you can fix it and they wish it would do this or that and they wish they had another widget. So you've got all that information about what to fix, what to improve, and what to build. What didn't they talk about? That's the black hole. No response is a response in itself. I know a guy who patented that thing, made a fortune on it. It was for a different kind of product, so not germane here. But still, think about that. No response is a response in itself. If they are not talking about particular products or services that you're offering, somewhere along the line, after they've gotten out all of their happiness, troubles, wishes, and so on, you should say, well, what about this or that? Now, a couple of things will happen. One, they'll say, gosh, I didn't know you did that. That's your marketing message stuff. We better start telling them what we do or they're not going to use it. Or two, they'll say, yeah, well, yeah it's just not something we're doing. Okay? If you hear enough of that, yeah, it's just not something we're doing, using, needing, whatever, you'll know that stuff that you probably can drop. Then you start taking a look at whether or not it's simply not serving your enterprise-sized clients, but it might be serving your mom-and-pop-sized clients or whether it's no longer needed in the marketplace. Trimming your product line is as important as growing your product line. You don't want a lot of detritus hanging around. You want focus. You want perfection in what you do and do best. The other stuff is just dragging you down. So start looking at those items that weren't interesting to these guys and figure out whether or not it's something you need to drop. And finally, if you're getting information that you really aren't addressing the future needs of these guys. Even your enterprise guys who are still using your services, you're going to get a heads up on the fact that you're going to get cut on the next year's round of budget or even the next month's round of budget. All right? That's going to be tough stuff. That says pivot or die. It will tell you whether or not you need a completely new product line whether you need an extraordinary shift in focus on what you do, or you'd better start messaging much more clearly why your stuff, service, this, that, whatever it is, means value or gives value to your key customers. Okay? Companies that don't learn to pivot do die. Newspapers, telephone book publishers, right? lots of folks, real estate agents, becoming less and less effective every day. And if there are real estate agents listening to this, this is your pivot or die moment. Okay? You're going to have to figure out how to bring value in a world where everybody can get the same basic information you can. What other service can you provide, if any? And if not, time to get in a new business. So those are the killer pieces. That's what you're going to be asking your clients. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the kinds of information you can get and what to do with it when you get back home. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach. We'll be right back. 
Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO coach right after this. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOTool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com. Example number 50 of Dialogue. You will never read in our chat room. Hey there, stud. Want to help me optimize my landing page? Uh... Actually, I was here to post my domain for sale. Goodbye. But wait. Make deals and make money with people like you without the spam. Hey, stud. The WebmasterRadio.fm chat room, live in real time every day. Click on the chat tab from our homepage. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And welcome back to the final portion of the show. Today we're talking about what to ask your key customers and what you can do with the info when you get home. So here are the exact questions you want to ask when you talk to your key customers. So grab a pencil or listen to this again. You can download it from iTunes or at webmasterradio.fm. Question number one, what's working best for you? What else do you use? What can we do to make it better? What do you wish you could do with our stuff? And what do you wish you could do that's product agnostic, you know, our product agnostic? So now you're just having a conversation about, yeah, wouldn't it be great if we could X, Y, Z? All right. And what about this product or service? Is it useful? That's finding out whether something's going to get dropped. And finally, the kind of open-ended question. Anything else I should know? Now, this one usually says, we wish that it were cheaper. Yeah, sometimes that's useful, sometimes it's not. Understanding how to respond to that effectively is an important thing, and that's about defending your price point. We'll have an entire show about defending your price point later. The quick answer, though, is it takes a lot of work to do what we do or create what we create, and so we feel that the value is there. I know that it would be great if we can do it cheaper, but we think we better just do it better. That's a good start. You can talk about things later. Um, Just lowering your price point isn't always a a great idea. So those are the questions you want to ask, and there might be parenthetical questions around it that you're going to think of that are more tightly focused to your particular product or service. That's great. But what you're coming home with is information about what to fix first. So if you didn't know already, 
from deep inside your entrepreneurial or excuse me your enterprise customers your biggest customers right that's going to tell you what is the barrier between getting more enterprise customers and more testimonials from your enterprise customers and where you are today right what's that barrier go you know take that hurdle that would be your first step the second thing would be about what to build next. Compare it to the list you've already got, and I'm going to assume you've got a list of what we're doing next, going to, products we're going to carry, uh, items we're going to build, things we're going to engineer, software we're going to develop. Right? Once you've got that com- uh, from the customers, compare it with yours. It's okay to ask leading questions of your customers, to insert about what do you wish you could do with our stuff or what do you wish you could do that's product agnostic. You could say, for example, we're thinking about building a one of these. Now we're getting into some serious wonderful stuff because you take your own R&D list to the customer and you have them help you formulate it. And this is where you will usually hear words inside their answers Right? and inside their own brainstorming that will help you not only formulate the product properly, but will tell you how valuable it would be to them if they had it. That's stuff that you either want to write down or mentally take down and write down as soon as you leave that conversation. It's going to be words like, gosh, if I could do this, it would be invaluable. That way you can parrot it back to them, saying, I know that this is an extraordinary value to you. You told me that when we met, and we're working on it. Don't just present them with a finished product based even on what they had as their input, which is great stuff. It's like, how do your customers want you to build it? We love it. We're going to make it exactly the way they want it, and they're going to go buy it. But that's only one person or even three or six or ten people that you've talked to, or maybe even 50 people you've talked to. Okay? You really want to get a sense of how aggregately folks want to work on things. You build it that way. That makes sense. And after that, uh, while excuse me, after the conversation and while you're building it, you want to involve the customer in the process. So you send them things like the beta idea, you let them beta test it when it starts coming out, you uh, approach them in the middle before you even get to beta and talk about, um, you know, how do you think about this design or uh, those page layouts, uh, whatever it is. Okay, whatever you're constructing for them, you let them put some input in there. doesn't mean you take every bit of it, but you keep them engaged. By the time the stuff launches, they are ready to buy. And you have a series of testimonials talking about how valuable it is to customers like that that you can bring to the next customer level. If they've told you to build something quite different, you have pivoted. If they've told you to add on to what you're doing, you have innovated and you've moved forward and you've grown your company. And if they've told you what's no longer useful and you have now gone out to a broader audience to find out whether or not they're using whatever it is, you've dropped it. Now you've also paired your business. This is the process of moving forward. Think of it almost, if you will, I guess like a snake that moves forward. It sheds its skin. It inches forward each time. All of those things, right? Companies must move forward as well, sometimes inching, sometimes leaping. But they also have to shed what is no longer useful. This has been CEO Coach with Jillian Musig. Look forward to talking to you guys next time. We'll be um, sharing the stage again with uh, some new speakers and, uh, excuse me, new uh, guests. Join us next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. 
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.